Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Welcome to Bounstown. It's the Western Derby 57 or some might call it the RSE Derby, whatever you want to call it. Depends on who the sponsor is. It's really all about the bragging rights and with both teams losing last week by the barest of margins, this one is going to be too hard to call. If the Eagles win, Freer fans will go full feral, and if the Eagles win, well, they'll kiss away pick one. It's an Eagles home game, and I can only imagine the banter come Sunday if the Eagles do snare a win. Um, I welcome one of my co-hosts in, Dan. How you going, buddy? Yep, good good to be here, as always. Yeah, over the COVID, mate? Yeah, yeah, feeling a lot better, mate. You know, I think I lost the majority of the sniffles. No, but uh, Wayne had basketball commitments, so he couldn't get on to us, and we, we're doing this a day early. We're waiting for the uh, teams to come out, but I've got other commitments tomorrow. Uh, thank uh, Tom at Plus Fitness for being our uh, sponsor for the year. Uh, he's at Plus Fitness, Ubeco, Larry's and Joondalup. And get on the link tree and click on any of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it. And now I've signed us up to TikTok. So I want to get a 1,000 followers on TikTok so we can do some live shows in the off-season because they give you a lot more time apparently. So um, we're hoping to do something like that. Just get on to TikTok. If you're not on there, just follow Eagle Nation and we'll try and put some stuff up there. We'll put some – when we're recording, we might even tie it in with all our recording that we're doing that we're going live at the same time. Um, we're going to talk about Freo and the Eagles Derby, but before we get into that, another – champion, another captain, another retirement, and this time Luke Shuey um, got the tap on the shoulder to say he's got another season to go, and he said, no, I'm not going to take it, and no, I'm going to retire. Was that – did you expect it, or was it sudden there that week, Dan? Um, uh, it's funny. Like, I kind of expected it because his body's not holding up, but the fact that nothing had come out yet and that um, – not worried me, but then the, you could tell the club just wants them to make their own decision themselves. They don't want to make yeah. the hard call on these champion players. And I understand that because they're champion players. You know, these are one club players, you know what I mean? Um, but I was a little bit disheartened when I heard that when he said he would retire, the Eagles said, we'll give you one more year after the injuries. I yeah. felt like... Like, because don't get me wrong, his best footy is still our, one of our best plays easy. I'm not just – but he just can't get on the park. And then it made me think because a lot of talk about Nick Nat now. Well, I'm like, well, obviously they're going to honour the last co- year of Nick Nat's contract. They're not going to pay it out. They're going to give him all the time in the world to make the decision because they don't want to cut these plays. You know what I mean? Um, he, so Nick Nat's already got a year contract. So that depends with the surgeons, you know, how he recovers. Yeah. But that's not really going to be before this m- lodgements. I think that's more January when they get the final yeah. call on that line. He asked, Luke Shuey did was on SEN later on and he did elaborate that uh, he did get offered the extra year, but Simo did follow it up with saying, I don't think your body is right, but it's your call. So maybe because he didn't put that in the press conference, it didn't get as much air as what it did on SEN. So while while they're doing giving them the uh, you know giving them making it their core and not making the hard decision, you know, I, I guess it was sort of like a veiled say, look, look we'll back if you go on, but really, and without saying, you know what I mean. 
Um, Nick, um, look, he's got a year to run on his contract, and if you get a half a season out of him, I guess you, you can look at it different ways. Um, I'm hear, I'm hearing that he might make his decision a lot earlier. That it depends on the. Uh, surgeon's recommendations, which they still haven't got, which I find very weird. But um, I guess that'll play out in the next few weeks. We'll see what happens, mate. But um, Luke Shuey drafted at number 18, 2008, 247 games. He's not going to get to 250 because he's missing this week. So was Bunga, by the way, um, I've heard. Uh, he kicked 141 goals. He won the Emerging Talent Award. So I don't know if that's the, uh, the Eagles one, I take it is, in 2011. Club champion in 2016 and 2019. Best club in the main wearing medal in 2016. Player of the finals, 2019. Captain 2020 to now. Premiership player, Norm Smith medalist. Uh, we're never going to forget that. Life member. But there's one glaring uh, little... Uh, Accolade there that they've been talking about on a, on a few different radio shows a day. He never got an All Australian jumper. No, but that was peak my insanity with the uh, Vic Bias, you know, screaming out from the hilltops, you know, because I remember you and I, and this was years ago. I don't, I'm not even sure if this was just when we were mates before we even started the podcast and we were just talking. But I remember like Edwards from Tigers got in and stuff. And I was using an excuse to like, they just pick the favourites from like, Yep. Premiership content from their clubs. They don't look interstate enough. You need to absolutely dominate and be the best player to get in the All-Australian if you're an interstate player. Luke Shuey was just amazing player. He had great years. He had two best and fairest years and didn't make even the bench. And then you got Luke Edwards making the All-Australian team when he's not even the best midfielder in his team. Do you know what I mean? When you're the third best midfielder in your team and you're making the All-Australian team as the best midfielders in the entire comp, that's not right to me. And um, as to that was something that's – it's just been brought up now because the Vicks have noticed it. They're like, oh, how did he not get that? Because even Damien Barrett said, God, that's a glaring issue, the fact he hasn't won one. Yeah. And he, he, he said the same thing. He said you can't – like he brought up the fact he's a two-time best and fairest winner as well. You know, um. And I heard another podcast where they went through the draft and they picked every player that was picked before him in the draft and not one you would say easily was ahead of him in, yeah. over his career. Yeah. Not one. No, um, I think the closest was side bottom and that's a flip of a coin. If you ask a Collingwood supporter who would you prefer, they'd say side bottom. You ask an Eagles player who you'd prefer, you'd say Shuey. Um, oh, and yeah, so you're thinking, well, we're going to spend in that draft. Yeah. I'd take Shuey over side bottom any day, but that's not even that's not me wearing my Eagles glasses on either. Well, um, yeah, look, it's so would I, but I don't know if I am being biased saying that. But I'm, I'm the same. I was like, no, nah, Shuey's got a lot more pace, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Look, it, it's an amazing career, and you know, the word is that you know they haven't said it, but he'll be there as a coach in some capacity next year. If it's a development coach, uh, as a line coach. Listening to people that have spoken about him today said he'd make a great line coach. So I'm hoping that they sign that up pretty quickly so no one else jumps in and, you know, gets in front of him and, you know, and it probably makes his retirement a little bit easier. So, you know, hats off to you, Boots, being one of the best, mate, and to wear number 13 as well. You know, some people don't like wearing that number and he took it with pride. He jumped at it and so, you know, what a career and, um, you know, he, I think he's saying a few things there. He kept on saying Huey, 
you know, Hewitt, but I know Hewitt stayed with him a bit last year and um, I think he knows where we're pushing for. So I'm going to ask you this question before we get into the Western Derby. Out of these three players, Barras, Duggan and Oscar, who are you giving it to captaincy do? Oscar Allen, easily for me. I think um, the other two would be great captains, but to me, he's always had that leadership qualities, Oscar Allen. Um, he was even head boy at his school, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. No, look, um, and I love I love what he does. I think Brass is too much of a reserved character, in my opinion. He's he's a very smart man, and he comes across as uh, hmm. he's more cool and calculated. Like he he will think before he he will almost speak. Yeah. He'll think about the topic. Where captains, you need that emotion to be like, yeah. You know, you, Right off the top of your head, you've got to go. You know what I mean? You've got to say something. You've got to not stupidly just shoot your mouth off, but, you know, with a bit of intellect behind it, shoot your mouth off in a way. Well, watching watch, watching Oscar live this year at Optus, um, he's like captain written all over him, just the stuff he does, yeah. even when they weren't there. So, anyway, we'll put up a poll in the next week or so on that one and see if everyone agrees with it. I think everyone's going to be there saying about the same thing. The Eagles versus Frio, it's – Number 57, Eagles have won 32, Freo have won 24. The last five games has been pretty one-way traffic. Freo, four wins, Eagles won because Eagles won 11 on the trot, I think, before that. And they last met at round three in Optus um, where we Eagles went down by 41 points. It was 16-12 to 9-13. Eagles have had a 117-point win over them in 2000, round Six two thousand and Freo seventy five points is their biggest round eighteen two thousand and ten. Have you got a a favourite derby moment that sticks out, mate? You know, there's heaps to. I've got a few, but if you've got one, go for it. The funny thing is, they kind of blend together. Um, <clears throat> what I liked was okay. So I got two. One's more scenario, but then one I believe it was the band. Uh, the one where, oh, mental blank, mate. What's the little, little forwards that kick the post? Aiden Ballantyne. Ballantyne. I was saying Banfield. Like, not Banfield. I knew it was B. Ballantyne, yeah. I believe I went there, with, and it could have been this game with my brother. And, I like, they kind of jumped out the blocks again quickly, but I felt like we were playing better footy. And I think my brother had a few in. He's a first boy. He was rubbing it in a bit. You know what I mean? And I had my Eagles, mate. And I was like, mate, like. He's getting cocky, but I think we're actually playing the better footy. They've just converted earlier better than we did, and then we pegged it back, and then it ended with that famous kick on the point. And another one to me was um, 2015 is when we lost the grand final to Hawks. We got destroyed in that first derby, and then it was kind of a wake-up call. We went on after that season and dominated. Then the last derby for the same, we won that. Yeah. So we finished second on the lad, they finished top. But for me, that was a coming of age of this dynasty, so to speak, team. Yeah. So that was the first year we went on to play for. And that was, to me, a turning point. So we lost the first derby that year. The second one, we won. And we won quite well, too. And it was like, that was the point where it's like, well, we're now overtaking you. Um, We've got our stuff together. And we went on to play finals for the rest six years with two grand finals and the premiership in that time. So scenario, that one to me, was very important. Not so much highlights for the game, but just 
for what it meant for us going forward? Well, my mind was very similar to yours, but mine was 2018, and I remember it so well because I was up at Gendal Up, and it was the JLT season, pre-season game. And 2018, it, they won the pre-season game. It was, uh, I think it was 62-point win to Fremantle. And as I'm walking out the ground, it, it was amazing because all the Fremantle people were going, oh, it's going to be a long year for West Coast. You know, and they were just giving it the banter. And, it, you know, that's banter. It's great. And they, they dominated us in that game. And um, um, the first derby they won, but the second one, we killed them. And then history says we played in the grand final. So that was something that it just, it, it was all bittersweet being at that ground as hearing these people and, you know, sitting back going, I'd love to run into some of these people that, you know, a lot can happen in a year of footy. Um, one of my favourite ones was in the one where we won by 117 points. And I, I don't really usually like games that are blowouts, but Cummings t- kicked 10 goals in that game and it was just a brilliant game. It was like, I think, again, we went in and it was pretty even going into that game and we, we slaughtered them. So they're my two favourite memories of it. Uh, yeah, that 2018 in round 20, Eagles won convincingly by 60 points. So, and then we went on to win the grand final. So that's like another scenario thing where they think they're going to have the wood in you all year and then we come out and we win a flag. So uh, they're the ones that stick out for me. Um, oh, and I can't go past the, the Western Derby where the all, all on brawl was. With Dale Kickett and Phil Reid. That was brilliant just being at that game. So, uh, Fremantle, they went down to Brisbane by three points 11 11, 11 8, third kick three. Fedrick kicked another one out of his butt there on the boundary line in the depths of the game, like he did against Geelong. Um, their best players were Sarong Jackson and Brayshaw and Sturt. They only had 37,000 people at the ground. Like, where, where'd Marvellous last? getting smashed all year and we're still getting more people to the ground. So does that surprise you? Not really because they've never really rocked up the Freo fans. Like compared to Victoria and a lot of the Victorian teams, yeah, they've got great crowd numbers compared to them. Um, and even interstate teams, you know, like you've got to give credit where it's due. You know, Freo and Eagles do get home crowds. But theirs has always been lacklustre. Theirs has always hovered around that 30,000 mark. Obviously, like the high thirty thousands, yeah, um, and that's where it's always sat. But what a disappointing year for Freo. They're bottom four, mate. Let's not mask it. Bottom four. They wanted to be top four, and we're talking about premierships. They were. They backtrack now and say this is part of the goal. <clears throat> but you haven't just slid. You're a bottom four side. You can't say you're a young side. Hawks is a young side, and they probably got more young talent than you do now. So there's no way you're just gonna. Oh, we're young, so we're just gonna be good now. Like, you know what I mean? They still rely on Walters very heavily. He'll be gone soon. Pierce their full back, he'll be gone soon. Fife's not there, so that's not as big a blow, even though he's their one of their best players of all time. So the fact they're still showing that ball is a pretty good sign. And they've just been horrid at home too. Like, normally in scenarios like they're in, you tend to win your home games and then lose away. But they've beaten Geelong away. They've beaten Melbourne away. But then they're losing the teams here. They lost to North Melbourne here. You know what I mean? Even we didn't lose to North Melbourne here. So, yeah, like, I know they're very arrogant as supporters sometimes, like, which is bizarre because they've had no success. Bit of a barb there. But I do feel sorry for them. <laughs> like, no, I do. Like, imagine that. Like, you just never know what you're going to expect. Like, normally when you're, like, 
win half your games. It's your home games you win, but they lose home games and win away games when they're not expected to, and uh, uh, you just can't get a grasp or a read on them, really. I, I think you hit a nail on the head there. I think it's because I don't think they've nutted down their game plan. That They seem to be changing their game plan each week, and they're not sitting there and backing their processing. And um, the, the last two games that they have lost at Optus Oval have only lost by a kick or so and been in it and been in it to win it. Even our last three, but they oh, yeah. Be so, um, uh, yeah, just it's just their process. I think they, they can't get it right, and I don't know if there's the people that are coming in. They're, they're using the injury excuse now, and I'm looking at the injuries, and they haven't got many injuries at all, to tell you the truth. So I'm going to go from uh, Bailey Banfield. He, he could play this week. You missed out last week. He was a test. Will Brady's in the waffles, so he got 31 disposals. I can't see him coming in because the midfield mix doesn't work. Uh, Darcy's out for the year. Draper, he's probably a young and up-and-coming guy. He probably wouldn't play. He's only a week away. He's a groin. Nat Fife's out for the year. Uh, young Sabbath Kuek, the Ruckman, he's out for a year. Brandon Walker did a knees. He's out for another year. And Carl Warner, he played at the waffle. So they've they got players that are playing in the waffle. So that their injuries aren't that surmountable at all, and that's what they've been playing over the last few weeks. No, they've got two, three of their best starting two out. Yeah. And, and injuries, they might be trying to use that as an excuse now, but, I mean, two, three out, come on, mate. We won a premiership with three of our stars out. Um, that's not an excuse for being bottom four. They've had a healthy list majority of the year. They've been an envy a lot of clubs, not as high as uh, Adelaide have, who seem yes. to have just had none all year. But they've been a very healthy list. I've it's got to to the game plan. Right now, it's like, oh, we got a few on there. It's like, well, mate, welcome to our world. We've got more players out for the season than you have out in total. <laughs> if you can if you can stop Frio's run and carry, you, you, they, they get beaten, and that's a problem. They, they haven't got that that um, way out when they're getting their run cut down. Uh, Eagles' wings clipped. Um True's a, a test for a groin, but I don't think he'll play. Jones, he's probably one that could come in this week. He's a test. Luke Shuey's basically been already ruled out from the, the coach, saying he won't be playing this week. Um, I heard today that Shannon Hearn won't be playing, but we'll find out tomorrow when the teams are released. We're doing this on Wednesday, guys, if you're just listening to it. He's heard he's Achilles. Have you not heard? Hearn's got an Achilles injury. Oh, he's really? out for two weeks. Yeah. Oh, so he might not even be back for his game. Yeah, you think he would be, but. Oh, let's hope. Well, let's hope it's. Um, let's hope he's back. Yeah, no, no one heard about it. It's, it's like your pet peeve, the transparency. No one knew he was injured. The injury list came out. His Achilles injury two weeks out. Oh, well, I must have missed the injury list this week. Okay. I've missed yeah. it every day this week. I didn't even know it was Wednesday today. So yeah. <laughs> my week's gone. Um, and for the season, well. Dom Sheed was added to that last week with a uh, hot spot and all the other guys you know about, Westberg or Jinby, Edwards, Barras, Ryan, Nat Nui, Cully and Waterman. So um, I'm hoping Waterman's okay for the start of next year and hopefully Cully probably around about round six, seven, they reckon. So he should be around about then. Nick Nat Nui is going to be given enough time there. So a lot of Eagles players, I mean, supporters are hoping that he retires. But um, we'll see how that goes. Um, let's look at the teams. Uh, Their back line, Cox, Pierce, Wagner, Clark, Ryan and Hayden Young. Hayden Young played on the midfield last week, so I can't see him being in the back yet. Back, but uh, Ethan Hughes is out. He's a big 
big out. He's played every game this year for Frio, so he's out. Matthew Johnson will probably come back in. He played the sub, so could be there. And, um, you know, they've got some young players in there like Erasmus. Um, Amos is doing pretty good. Uh, I thought Jackson played his best game last week, but they have got some dangerous forwards. And in our team, well, like we just said, Hearn probably won't be, he was not playing. It's pretty going to be much, pretty much the same team. I'd say Greg Clark might get a full game this week then. Well, fingers crossed, I hope so. But if we haven't got any outs, I, don't, I just don't like the idea of him being sub twice a week. And you know me, I've been very vocal on like, yeah. Like from because where we are on the ladder, use this as a chance to see these players that are on the fringe and risk of getting cut. Give them a chance to prove their worth. And him not being named and him being 11, 12 minutes in the last quarter isn't enough to see if he's worthy of a list spot. You know what I mean? No. Give him the chance. And this is why I'm hard, and Wayne's very similar, hard on keeping the injured players because I'd rather – delist an injured player, no, retire an injured player and keep a player like Clark on that's not as injury prone because at the very least he'll be strengthening the waffle side. Yeah. And I know that can't be your main goal, but we can't have players because if they're not playing AFL, they have to be playing waffle. These injured senior players can't do that. So it's, and then your kids aren't going to develop at that level. So no, he's a main one. Yeah. We, 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 we could go on unchanged this week, so that'd be interesting if we went in unchanged this week. Uh, it'd be the first, it'd be the first time all year, mate. Oh, yeah. Um, Wayne's not here for a coach's corner, so my, my just for me quickly, like we got three games left. I'd be chucking as many of those uh, fringe players in there as possible and just giving them one last shot and say, have, have a go um, at, you know, see, like, no, along, you know, have a break. Chuck Winder in there. You got three games, mate. Have a go. Uh, True, if you're ready, have a go. Um, I don't know who else is out there. You know, Jawar. I'll be chucking in our younger players in the last three games and seeing what we got. And then, you know, when it comes to the last game of the year and we have got Shuey and uh, Bungo ready to play, that's when the other guys come up, you know, that that have been there for ages to get a game, you know. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, you got a tinfoil hat, Dan? Oh, maybe a tiny one. Um, so Bailey Williams got off, so we get our wish. We get to see him and Jackson play each other. And um, Gaffey and Mel were very high on this. Uh, they're the next generation uh, admins on the great Facebook page, and we are talking about it. And did they let him off? This is a real tidfoil one for you. Did they let him off? knowing that not us not having a, a Ruckman out there going against Luke Jackson would be such a detriment to our side, it will pretty much almost guarantee that we won't get a win. So they want us to be more competitive, hope we steal a win before the end of the year, lose Harley Reid, he stays in Victoria, and it strengthens the ruse because then they'll get the number one pick. So as I said, it's a very conspiracy theory one. I don't think it's true, but nah. it is food for thought. It's a bit, a bit of a funny one for you. No, I like, I like that. And you never know with the VFL that uh, to try to accuse us of tanking as well, so um, which is weird. Oh, we'll stop short. That's a stop short 
saying they're tanking, but that's what we think they're doing. Um, yeah. With the uh, Bailey Williams thing, I think I've seen mosquitoes hit people harder, so I was surprised they even got done. So, uh, <laughs> But I'm glad he is playing because so, I'm loving his season. And um, he's one of only four Eagles to play the, every game of the season. Can you name the other three? What did Hunt? we do the other day? No, no. Yeah, Hunt? No, we didn't. Hunt? Hunt, yep. Yeah. Kelly? No. Kelly missed a game. Oh, yeah, okay. Alan? So Oscar Allen. So Oscar yeah. Allen. Hunt. Yeah, let me go. Witherden? No. No, he got cut. Witherden's not one. Okay, no, so we've got Oscar Allen. We've got Hunt. And and Williams. Williams. So one more. Yeah. Oh, I honestly thought it'd be Kelly. Darling broke his arm. Cripps. Gaff. Yeah, that's it. So they're the only yeah. four. So, um, but Gaff yeah. nearly was out, so. <laughs> I was, yeah, he was a sub one week, so he was the 23rd man, so. If we had fit players, he probably would have missed a lot more, but, um, all right, so winner in margin, Dan? Oh, three, but not by much. I think it'll only be a 27-point win. Well, I'm going three, by nine points. I think it's going to be pretty close. I think it's going to be a scrappy little affair. Uh, and I think uh, Simo will go the one-on-one, and that'll work just good for us because slows Freo down. The Glendinning, well, get me, let me get it out, the Glendinning Allen medal winner. Hmm, it's a good one. Um, maybe Sarong. Yeah, he's won the last two, so it could be three in a row for him. I'd, I'd love to see, I'd love to see Cali get it because as we talked on in the last episode, even with all these losses, he's, Games have been superb. He's just stand out this year for us, I reckon. So I'd love to see him get one. But if, if, yeah. if an eagle gets it, that means that Eagles have won the game, mate. That's why I said. Yeah. <laughs> so all right. Anyway, guys, that's a wrap up for us for uh, bounce down. Um, it's going to be a big game if you're into banter and if you've got mates, and family members. One side's Freo, one side's West Coast. It's going to be interesting. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on X, Twitter. Uh, Facebook, we're now on TikTok, get in the link tree, you can download all the shows from there, uh, go down to any plus fitness around in the northern suburbs, see Big Tom and say from Eagle Nation, get on to him and, uh, and until next week, Dan, and, um, we'll be in Dan's studio next week, so, um, we'll bring you a longer show for final sorry and then bounce down and, um, we'll go from there and until then, go Eagles, hey, Dan? Uh, yeah, well, just for quick before we go, question without notice, I like to keep you on your toes. All right, so rumour is Melbourne might actually be the ones going for Gold Coast pick five quite hard. I don't know what Melbourne would give them for that pick five. That means they would have pick four, pick five, pick 17. Do you think that's enough to get a trade done for pick one if we had pick one? No. No? So you would want more or you just wouldn't do it anymore? I'm going hard now. If we're trying to pick one, it's three, three top 12 picks. And two of them were. Yeah, no, no. I don't think anyone's got bloody two top 12 picks. Are they even GWS? I don't think they have that. Well, um, we had a mega trade last year with the number one pick. So, yeah. got a bit inventive. And if they want it that bad, um, there's going to have. I reckon Eagles need to get three picks for that mm. under 12. And two of them are going to be under six or seven. So, that's, a, that's the way I'd be going. Otherwise, I'm keeping him. Yeah. See, I, I love it because it's ever-changing landscape, you know. Uh, yeah. I've always got the new trades every week, you know. And, you um, know, 
Do you know <laughs> what, though? I would do that on one parameter, right? And this is what will change everything. We have to know Ruse aren't getting a compensation pick, like for McKay, because the only reason McKay would get pick three after pick two is if the AFL bump it up, you know what I mean, make it higher. And if they do and it ends up being pick five and six, I wouldn't do it because then Curtin would probably be gone. Yeah. But at pick four, Curtin probably would still be there. So to me, that that one pick makes a huge difference to the entire trade, in my opinion. Yeah, it's going to be interesting what happens draft time and what goes on and uh, who gets what and who gets you – know, um, there's all different ways you can look at it. And, you know, it, Trevor Nisbet's come out saying that uh, Brass is committed to the club 100%. Well, I believe it when I hear it from Brass's mouth and at the end of the season – because until then, anything can happen. Same with Gaff. You said Gaff's staying. Who knows? Uh, everyone's a required player, and the rule is if you're a required player, you're still tradable. So, but we'll see what happens. We will do a really big good draft special the week after the our last round, and uh, we'll get all the machinations out there, and we'll probably do a mock draft somewhere down the line as well. So, until then, guys, join us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all the rest, and um, go Eagles, eh? Go Eagles. Sky.